finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, if you go to vote and they say, can I just see your ID? Joe Biden, your president, wants you to know that's worse or as bad as the Civil War, as bad as a war that costs 600,000 American lives. No, that's not hyperbole, says Joe. Uh, Speaking of hyperbole, Dr. Fauci says you should have your three-year-old masked up if you care, if you care about your kids. Mask up your three-year-olds, and we have to we have to ask the question: Is anyone listening to this garden gnome anymore? Does anyone care what flip-flop Fauci has to say? The Texas Democrats, who jumped on a pli- private jet and flew out of Texas to stop them from passing the new vi- voter ID law, they want you to know that they're willing to sacrifice. They're willing to eat salad in the airport and deal with all those fawning fans. They're doing it for you. They're doing it for you. Uh, also, um, I did it. I did it. I boycotted. I didn't watch the MLB All-Star Game because it should have been in Atlanta. I stand with the good people of Georgia who got screwed by Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred. We will tell you about that and a whole lot more. Today's Callahan Podcast brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and, more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it a difficult and confusing process. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn, learn more and about their rates and their programs or to apply today at dcu.org mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number, 466914, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right. Alice Shatnick is here. Let's do this, Alice. 
This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. You know, Alice, I, uh, I, am, I am really hungry this morning. I just want to say that I feel like I could eat a horse, right? And that's no hyperbole. I could eat a horse. And I'm, I'm tired, too. I just didn't get enough sleep. I feel like I could lay down and sleep for a month. Uh, and that's no hyperbole. That's, I could sleep for a month. And uh, it looks like it's going to rain again. I think it's raining more now than it did when Noah built the ark. And that is no hyperbole. It's raining so much that we should all uh, build arcs. That's no hyperbole. All right. I'm, I'm serious about this. And and the fact that when you go to vote uh, this this fall or whatever the next election day is in your community, if the little old lady uh, from the League of Women Voters says, uh, let's see, uh, your name is Gerald Callahan. Is uh, OK? Can uh, can I see your driver's license? And, and I hold it up. That, Alice, is worse than the Civil War. And that's no hyperbole. That's no hyperbole. Um, I just want to tell you, I just want to explain to you how bad it is that a poll worker might ask to look at your ID to confirm your identification, uh, something that 82% of the public um, supports, that every single country in the European Union, I believe it's 47 countries, requires that, that, that you show your ID. Every uh, 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 even even like 60 some percent of Democrats believe you should show your ID when you vote. Everybody knows it makes all the sense in the world. Um, but if you do ask to see if, if someone does ask to see your vote, see your a license, that is worse than a war that killed 616,000 young men. That's worse than a war that lasted four years. And it cost and, and during the during the length of the Civil War, just try to put your mind around this. Every day for four years, 500 young men died. Every family in the, in the Union and Confederacy lost at least one son. I mean, it's just essentially how it worked. 500 young 18, 19 year old boys a day were slaughtered for four years. It's the bloodiest conflict, obviously, we've ever been involved in over a million casualties again 616,000 dead and that empty husk of a man in the white house this this absolute uh <sighs> struggling old man this this pathetic old man in the white house stands before the cameras i understand he doesn't have a single thought left in his pickled brain i understand that there's not much there but he reads what's on the teleprompter and on the teleprompter, it said that asking for voter ID, I'm, I'm sorry, and also limiting early voting days from like 17 early voting days to 15 and allowing people to vote on Saturday and Sunday and allowing people to vote mail-in balloting with an ID and allowing people to, uh, uh, to keep the polls open until the last person votes, allowing all that, all that mm -hmm. is worse than 500 dead boys per day. I don't know why, I mean, obviously, Joe Biden lies every day, every time he steps before the camera. Obviously, uh, Jen Psaki lies every time she steps before the camera. I don't know why this bothers me so much. I guess because, I, I don't know, I think I read a book once on the Civil War. I think I, I, I saw a movie. I saw Glory. I saw, I saw Lincoln. And I, every time I read or hear or see a movie about the Civil War, I try to grasp what it was like to be there knowing 
every single day. 500. I mean, I think the death toll in um, in Afghanistan after 20 years, I can look it up, is like 4,000, which is awful, brutal, awful. That is literally a week, a week of the Civil War. One week, we lost as many young boys in, in, in the Civil War as we did in, I'm going to get the number of Afghan, Afghan dead or Iraq dead. Um, it, 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 we can't grasp it because it was so bloody and so brutal and just so violent and just so costly. And this and the again, population was much smaller than too. Population so two percent of the population of the country just perished in this war, and that's not counting all the people. You know, Lincoln suspended habeas corpus; people's rights right. were suspended. There's like Andersonville prison; people suffering and starving to death there. It's just, I mean, to good compare point. the two good things point. is just out of control. Good, good point. So, so Lincoln, uh, you know, our, our, you know, arguably our greatest president, certainly our most consequential, um, besides Washington, um, suspends habeas corpus, and that, this again, this empty shell of a man who is now sitting in that seat, who is now serving in that office, says this is the worst thing since the Civil War, and that's no hyperbole. So Lincoln suspends habeas corpus. The little old lady from the League of Women Voters said, can I look at your ID? That's comparable. That's no hyperbole. You're right. There were, in 1860, there were 31 million people in this country. There are, the population has increased more than 10 times. So right now, if uh, the Civil War took place, a, a comparable death toll, the cost would be 6 million dead, 6 million young boys dying, Five thousand a day that's what if right. if you if you factor in the increase in population that would be the impact five thousand a day for four years i hate when people do this i hate especially when this absolutely transparent charlatan in the white house does it for for two reasons it's such a lie i mean you talked yesterday about the big lie do you remember oh i and maybe you're you're not as old as i am maybe you don't remember do you remember uh uh, two months ago, when Marjorie Taylor Greene used a uh, Hitler uh, Holocaust analogy, and right. you know the, the the whole world uh, was going to end because this was so inappropriate, she literally had to go meet with Jewish people at like the Holocaust Museum and read up and and deliver a heartfelt apology for making a a Hitler a, a Holocaust analogy. Do you know what calling something the big lie is? That's stealing one from Goebbels, or as Joe Biden calls him, Goebbels. That's stealing one from Goebbels. Your president did it again yesterday. A Hitler, a Holocaust, a Nazi Germany, anal Germany analogy talking about the big lie. There's not even a Pete. Nobody cares. It's like, yeah, he could do it. The president could do it. But this insignificant backbencher from Georgia, she does it. And, oh, my God, kick her out. of the They wanted to kick her out of Congress. There was right. a movement to kick her out of Congress for comparing something to the Holocaust because uh, she was talking about vaccine IDs and how they're you know totalitarian or something, but he can go before the cameras and it's it's one thing when he goes off script and he talks about whatever uh, makes up a lie about uh, corn pop or about something his mother or father said. Whenever Joe Biden says anything about his mother or father, alarm bells should go off. It is a lie. He's just making it up as we see. Remember, he said his father saw two guys kissing. In 1963 or 1964, 
Right. Said, and then he no, said, oh, we love is love. It's no, love, love is love. And this is unemployed, an unemployed uh, miner, coal miner. In from, the 1950s, right. And then I said, love is love, Joey. I mean, that's just such a lie that you don't even know what to say. Of course it's a lie. But right. Well, the Democrats all do this about that issue in particular. It's like, you know, Liz Warren was a Republican in the 90s and right. she says she was for gay marriage all along, which would make her one of an extremely tiny percent of Republicans in the and early nobody, 90s who were for gay marriage. I mean, Obama was elected being against gay marriage in 2008. We're not allowed to talk about that, but true. he said marriage was between a man and a woman. So, But then we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden's dad was more enlightened than 2008 Obama. Right. And Joe Biden, who was against gay marriage, when he used to be a Catholic. I mean, now he still sometimes pretends to be one, but uh, they all were. Clintons were, Obama was, you name it. Uh, Kerry, Kennedy, they all were. And uh, it's convenient now to pretend that, you know, when you saw two guys kissing 60 years ago, you said, hey, they just love each other. That's obviously made up, but that's, it's almost harmless. You know he's lying, you know, but this, this to me is more nefarious Someone typed that into the teleprompter. I mean, obviously, this guy will read anything you put in front of him. You you put that in front of him, say, uh, it's it's the worst, though, and, and I, we'll play it. Just give me one more second. We'll play it. We should have played it right off the top, and I, I should just shut up because it, it, it speaks for itself. He reads it, and I'm not sure this is in the teleprompter, but he says, that's no hyperbole. When it's the definition of hyperbole, it's outrageous, and I realize that we don't have a lot of Families who are still grieving their loved ones lost at uh, Gettysburg. But the, the, it is insulting. It's not just outrageous. It's insulting. He thinks that somehow that will affect someone out there. And I realize that a number of his followers are really, really dumb, particularly the ones who are on MSNBC and CNN. But does he, he actually thinks, or a script writer, whoever wrote the thing for him, uh, Saki or Ron Klain, said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go all in. We're going to pretend asking people to show an ID, which everybody supports, is worse than the Civil War, or as bad as the Civil War, and that's no, no hyperbole. They think that's going to work. That bugs me to no end when I think that when they craft that message, it's not off the cuff. It's not just him going off script because God knows that is a train wreck every time. This is a strategy. The strategy is to compare this perfectly reasonable um, uh, uh, law or uh, requirement to the worst days in U.S. history. Uh, it's like your first follow-up is, excuse me, I thought January 6th was the worst thing since, since Civil War. You know, a, a riot at the Capitol where no, the only person who was killed was a uh, protester, unarmed Air Force veteran. So he had one dead. We did this two weeks ago when one of these quacks, these Steve Schmidt type lunatics, are, said it's worse than, uh, it's worse than uh, January 6th is worse than 9-11. And 9-11, you know, almost 3,000 people killed on January 6th. One person killed, and she was killed, shot by a cop in the in the throat. Uh, obviously, it's insane. And I wonder, do you listen to yourself? Again, I know you're trying to reach out to really, really stupid people and, and, and lie to them and convince them it's the worst thing ever. But does anyone stop and say, that's insane? I mean, if you want to compare it to, I don't know, compare it to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, that's insane too. But that didn't cost the lives of 
you know, 600,000 young Americans. That wasn't, you know, we weren't losing 500 young boys a day. Uh, you can make that comparison. It's stupid. But I think th there's a reason he talked about the big lie because he knows he's, he's participating in the big lie. He knows this is so insane and so outrageous that if he doesn't, you know, set his hair on fire, people might stop and think, boy, you know what? This really isn't a big deal. I just have to show my license. Of course I have a license. And if I don't, I go to the town hall. I got years to do it. I go to the town hall. I get a free ID. There is, it absolutely inconveniences nobody. It's yeah. I, I like, And these yeah. laws too, you can, if you don't have your ID and you want to vote by mail, you can write the last four digits of your social right. on the ballot. That's if, if you can't do that, you just are lying about who you are. You aren't, you shouldn't be voting anyway. Because well, here's here's the only argument you need to make if you're if you're uh, you know a Republican or if you're you know whatever if you're a reasonable person who thinks this is a reasonable measure, you say this to Jen Psaki or Joe Biden or any of these lunatics from Texas, these drama queens from Texas who flew in their private jets to D.C. to get to get uh, uh, honored, fawned over by the media. Real tough, tough uh, duty. I can't wait till they go back to Texas and get arrested. Wouldn't that be, that, that'll be fun. But uh, you say, can you name one person, one, who will be excluded from voting, who will be, uh, uh, who will be, whose vote will be suppressed? Name one. It, and you don't even have to make it a specific person. Like here's you know, Joe, 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 Joey Jones over here. He can't vote because. Just give me a prototype of the person who can't vote. So, so according to Kamala Harris, it's a person in a rural county who can't make a copy of their ID or, as you point out, put down a social security number. They can't do it because they don't have the means. They can't get the Kinkos, which none of us can do because Kinkos has been gone for 14 years. But anyway, there is that doesn't work. Everybody knows whether you're in the rural or the city or whatever, you can get an ID. You probably already have one. And if you don't have one, you can get one. And if you don't get one, guess what? You don't get to vote. It's not like, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. It's like you, people, they want it like you drive by the polling place and just yell out your choice. Just drive by. Hey, I vote Biden. Okay, we got it. I mean, they want to make it. Or this Arizona law that got overturned in the Supreme Court case. The thing that it wasn't letting people do was all the law said is that you have to vote in your own precinct. And it's a rule that's been around forever. It just means that if you go to some other polling place in some other precinct, they don't count your ballot. And that was that was the whole crux of the thing. That's what the worst assault on the Civil Rights Act of anything is just that you have to go to your own polling place to vote. It's, it's like such an imposition to that. It, 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 I've never seen an issue, and there are lots of these issues, where if you're, you really want to uh, mislead, you, you, you mislead because if you ever told the truth, your, your case would be absurd. If you ever told the truth that all you want to do is make sure every you know, legal vote counts, you want to make, of course, you want to make it easy to vote. Why else do you think they have early voting? Why else do you think they have mail-in voting, absentee? Of course, they want to make it easy. I'm against all that. I think we should have an election day like we used to have. You go to the polls on election day and you vote. That's how it should work. All these ideas, all these measures are designed to make it easier for lazy, apathetic people. That's what happened uh, in 2020 when, when 81 million people voted for a guy, allegedly, who can't get a – if he holds a rally or an outdoor – makes a speech, 
there's like 17 people who show up. If he does an appearance or a speech on YouTube, there's like 112 viewers. You know, some people probably just some geek in the front of his computer. Oh, let me check that out. Nobody, nobody has any passion for this guy who allegedly had got 15 million more votes than Obama did. It's, it's only so, people who love him are the people in the White House press court. They're right. in love, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no one else. Yamichi, Yamichi's the only one that loves him. Nobody out there loves him, and. I understand they rigged the system on the pretense that it was COVID. You had to do to take these COVID measures. So here's what somebody proposed yesterday. I don't know who it was. Maybe might have been one of the Republicans from Texas. That instead of this new law that they're uh, blocking, that they had to leave the state to, to 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 I guess to block for now. How about we revert back to pre-COVID? We go to 2019 laws, 2019, 2018 voting laws. That's Jim that, Crow, Jerry. That was Jim Crow back in 2019. So 2019, the vote, uh, the way we voted in this country, say Texas, or, you know, we can go to a more repressive, a more uh, a strict racist place. We'll go to, I don't know, Delaware. Delaware, before COVID, uh, the, there was fewer, you know, uh, early days. There was less, uh, fewer uh, mail-in ballots. Um obviously wildly racist, worse than the Civil War, worse than Jim Crow. Why don't we do that and just be done with it? But, you know, we don't need new laws. We'll just go back to the old laws two years ago. How about that? When you guys didn't say a word about Jim Crow, when you didn't say a word about being it worse than the Civil War and, and, and people in the rural counties couldn't vote because they couldn't make copies, you didn't say any of that two years ago. How about we just do that? Easy enough? Everyone up for that? Of course not, because their whole, their whole objective here, if they were to be honest, which is never going to happen. Joe Biden hasn't spent a day in his life being honest about anything. If we're going to be honest here, he he lies more easily than than Clinton did. Clinton, who was a big Bob Kerry, called him an unusually good liar. Can't hold a candle to Joe Biden. Joe Biden who stands up there and says, you know, the Atlanta, the Georgia voting law is worse than Jim Crow. It's like Jim Eagle. Which yeah, was here's, here's Jim Eagle. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. That could not have been in the teleprompter. He went off script for that, right? Because it's so stupid. It's so stupid. What does that even mean? That eagles aren't eagles better than crows? They're prettier and they're more majestic. Patriotic, yeah. So aren't they? Does that mean they're? Eagles are worse than, than crows? I don't even get it. It's so idiotic. If you're his script writer, you're cringing every time he goes off script. But anyway. He had no problem reading what they wrote for him yesterday. They wrote that these laws requiring whatever, not you don't allow partisan poll workers to give to give sandwiches and sodas to people in line. You don't allow them to bribe people in line. That is worse than this or as bad as the Civil War. That's worse than Jim Crow. You're it's typing happy. that you're typing that into the teleprompter. You're thinking is this a little, is this a, a bridge too, a step too far, too, too much? Is this a little too extreme? And they say, nah, he'll read it. He, he'll read anything. I would love to see that, hear that uh, exchange behind the scenes. Should we go there? Should we make the idiotic, insane, outrageous claim that asking for an ID is worse than, or as bad as the Civil War? And you know what they do? They say, sure, he'll read anything. Go ahead, type it in. He's, you know, 78 years old. He's barely with that just type it in he'll read it and he did and he does it without hesitation he does it very comfortably but 
I could shut up now. Let's listen to the commander in chief compare these these measures, ask trying to confirm who's voting with the worst, bloodiest battle in this country's history. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. The Confederates back then never breached the Capitol as insurrectionists did on January the 6th. <laughs> he was talking, he went uh, quite comfortably, went from uh, voter ID laws to the January 6th riots at the Capitol. And I guess here, here's, here's the bottom line, Alice, is they think they know 2022 is going to be a, a, is likely to be a bloodbath for them. It's likely to be devastating. They're going to lose the house. I think they're going to lose it resoundingly. I think there's going to be people who, whether it's, you know, during the 15 days of early voting or whether it's in you know, drive, uh, the mail-in balloting, they're going to go with a vengeance to the polls to vote these people out because they're, they're disgusted, not just with stupid things like, you know, the, the, this kind of uh, rhetoric, but they're, you know, there's, we have inflation, you know, we have, there's so many uh, things right now that aren't going well. You've seen, you know, people are waking up to the fact that Antifa and BLM can riot, can do what they want. And in January 6th, trespassers are in solitary confinement. I think over the next two years, people are going to wake up and they're going to passionately vote out some of these bums. And I look forward to that. So the strategy is without without Trump to beat up on. You stick to January 6th. Don't let it go. They have another two years or less than two years. They have another year and a half to hammer away at January 6th to make it seem like the insurrection, like they were this close to overthrowing the government, this close to beheading Mike Pence. That's absurd. It's silly. It's it's nonsense. But they're going to stick to it because they have to. And they're going to sit and they're going to continue to hammer away at the ridiculous notion that these voter ID laws to prevent voter fraud, further voter fraud, are racist, are Jim Crow, are, are, are relics from you know uh, another time uh, in in this country. And uh, if they're hoping enough people believe it, I I tweeted about this yesterday, and I got I don't know a bunch of responses, but maybe three or four saying you can't be serious. You know the Republicans do everything they can to stop black people from voting, and I'm going. How do you figure? How? How? How do you figure? It's just an absurd notion. But, hey, what's this? What do they say about the big lie? You know, you repeat it enough. People are going to believe it. If um, Biden continues to use this Goebbels strategy of using the big lie and saying it over and over again, maybe he figures just enough people in just the right places will believe it, will buy it. Um, We'll see. But I think it's I think it's. I think it's too much. I think they're insulting people. They're insulting their own supporters when they say things like this, because everyone knows January 6th wasn't worse than 9-11. Everybody knows voter ID laws aren't worse, aren't as bad as the Civil War. Everyone knows it's absurd. Well, it's you, know, it, you spend all your time watching MSNBC, then I think you think there really was some kind of revolutionary act that was trying to overthrow the government, because every time I post about it, I get the comments like that, like people saying, right. how can you say that? You know, they killed police officers. And I'm like, what police officers did they kill? 
Brian Sicknick died true, a day yeah. later from natural causes. This isn't like there's no connection between that thing. And they was the only one. You know, it's a good point when you think about it, this guy, Joe Biden, complaining about the big lie, complaining that, you know, again, the the the, the Goebbels term that you use a big lie, you repeat it enough. He went before the world two weeks ago, three weeks ago in Switzerland and said that the insurrectionists killed a cop. The president said that to the whole world. So he knows it's untrue. He knows it's a lie. He repeated it. And a certain number of people, as you point out, people I, I hear from, and I've seen a lot of these kind of anecdotes where people are not like stupid. They're not totally ignorant to the news. And they say, yeah, they killed a cop. And you go, no, actually, they didn't. And they were surprised to hear that, that, that Brian Sicknick wasn't murdered with a, with a fire extinguisher. Because you're right. I guess they do get their news from MSNBC or the New York Times or other uh, un, uh, less than credible sources, and they believe it when it's not true. And the idea that, and, or they call it an armed insurrection, first of all, there were no arms. They had no guns. Secondly, it's not an insurrection. That's an absurd term. You want to say they're, they're thugs and they're, they're criminals and they're you know, rioters and they're morons. I mean, you can come up with plenty of descriptive terms it's not an insurrection. They didn't almost overthrow the government. They weren't going to behead Mike Pence. Right, I guess you see people say like they had a gallows. They were going to hang lawmakers. Have you seen actual pictures of the gallows with people yeah, I, like uh, to scale standing next to it? You could hang a Barbie doll in it. <laughs> it's I, like I'm sure it was, you know what it was? You know what it was else? It was a, um, it was a Lego version of the gallows. That was, they oh. built the Lego gallows. It was a Lego gallows. Of course. And, and, there's a reason they're not showing you 14,000 hours of videotape uh, from the Capitol because most of it will uh, exonerate, you know, a lot of the rioters. I mean, not, I'm not saying there's not, I don't know, two dozen people who committed violent crimes, who assaulted cops and God knows, I don't care. Put them away. I'd give them a trial first. I know that's inconvenient. They don't really want to do that. Right. I'd let them make bail and then I'd have an arraignment and then I'd have a trial and then I'd have a jury and then I'd have a verdict. And if they are guilty, put them away. Unlike if they're Antifa, Antifa, they get arrested. They're out 10 minutes later. And then six months later, they drop all charges because they're on the side of the regime and the people who are on against enemies of the regime must pay they must be made examples of because we can't ever have that again um we're going to learn more and this will be this will be a story for the rest of my life i don't know about yours Alice. the rest of my life because there'll be all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories and some less crazy than others but there'll be lots of video of cops opening the door and escorting them into the capitol and how you can be charged with with trespassing if you show a video of you walking through an open door at the people's house and just taking pictures. I'm not sure how that's criminal, but they're going to make the case. They're going to try to make the case that it is. Did you see yesterday they rounded up a family of five? Yeah. Uh, An entire family was arrested together for entering the Capitol and taking selfies. And one was a minor. So they gave the year of the other kids and the parents and mm -hmm. the 17 year old you know, high school kid. They didn't give the, the name, but they were all arrested, taken in. And I'm sure they'll be in solitary, you know, for for the uh, indefinite length of time, because that's how it works. But it's not about, you know, justice, obviously. It's about making an example and keeping a narrative alive. They have to keep this alive for a year and a half. It's not going to be easy, especially 
if more people pick up on um, the, the the you know the the story and the the outrageous way these people are being treated, if someone other than Julie Kelly of American Greatness covers this, and she was pointing out this family's from Texas, like where's Ted Cruz? Where's you know the, his, the congressman from Texas? Where are public officials in Texas when they see their their people they're uh, getting arrested? and dragged back to D.C. and jailed indefinitely for trespassing, essentially, or for disorderly conduct. We need, they need some more, some public officials. They need some senators. They need some more Matt Gaetzes out there kicking and screaming and saying, this is outrageous. These people committed nonviolent crimes, and they're still in solitary. But again, that theme is their only hope of avoiding a complete blowout in a year and a half. If the people think you know they're that the, the, the republicans support violent insurrection and republicans support you know assault on police then they might uh stick with the uh, ruling party but if they see through it if they see it's just a political uh, you know strategy on the part of biden which it is on the part of the administration it's just like voter id laws this is a strategy to lie to enough people, convince them that they don't want, you know, marginalized people, black people, poor people, rural people to vote, which is absurd. Think of that. They're talking about rural counties and how make it. I'm pretty sure that's Trump country. You know, I'm pretty sure what Kamala Harris is talking about out in the sticks, like, you know, Wyoming and Montana, where they don't have a Kinko's or an office max. They those are figure those out are how to Trump vote. Voters. <laughs> right, they'll find a way. They'll they're they're not that stupid. They'll they'll find a way, and they will vote. And they but will. I vote think they're trying to recast you. it like that to make it seem like it's not just about urban people voting. They're trying to make it seem like you know these mean Republicans. They're going after you too. It's like why do all these stupid rural Republicans keep voting against their interests? We don't understand. They're being mean to you. Uh, it's a, it's absurd, and I I think. It's a tough job. It's a really tough job um, to convince people that showing an ID when you vote is wrong. And you follow up as, wait a second, why was that? Why is that wrong? Oh, because some people don't have IDs. And you say two things. Why don't they get them? Or if they don't have IDs, you know, they're, if they don't have enough drive, personal you know, ambition and, and uh, to, to get out there and get an ID, maybe they don't have enough drive or ambition to vote. You know, <laughs> if you're a voting age, you know, you're 30, 40 years old and you don't have a picture ID, you're probably not a real self-motivated guy or girl. You're probably not this, the, 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 you're probably, there's probably not a significant number of adults who are 40, 50, 60 and have no voter ID, um, no uh, photo ID, and you really want to vote. Well, if you really want to vote, go get an ID. You know, go get go to town hall. They're free. Go to get an ID. You don't have to drive. You don't have to use it for anything else. Just go to. I mean, think of the kind of person that does not have a photo ID. They can't do anything. They can't travel. You know, they can't fly on a plane. They can't, uh, you know, cash a check. You know, they can't drive. <laughs> they probably can't work. What is that person doing, that adult that has no photo ID? What are they doing all day? What are they doing with their lives? Uh, playing video games? I don't know. They're not, I don't think they probably know a lot about who's president and who should that's, be president or any of the that's issues. The that's, that's the key. That's the key. That's the ones they want. Those are the devote 
Biden supporters, the people who don't know a lot. Those are the ones they're after. But but the people uh, in Texas are big heroes for defending those people. Oh, right. yeah. They're, the new civil rights movement is afoot with these this crew with their they went on a private plane yes and they with they, their miller lights and is this the guy yeah this is the guy where uh, we got on the screen the tweet from one of these democrats from texas um oh, is this the guy with the salad or the other guy they made you know people made sacrifices to fight for yeah. the right to vote over the years uh is this the one yeah yeah it says when he, this is him after they flew out of texas to dc james tellerico he, he looks like he's 12 years old and he's he's an absolute nitwit. He was on fighting, arguing with Pete Hegseth on Fox. And it was Hegseth couldn't stop laughing. This guy is so ridiculous. But anyway, he tweets, we left behind our families, our livelihoods, our beloved Texas. But our sacrifice is nothing compared to the sacrifices brave Americans have made throughout history to protect the sacred right to vote. OK, they left behind their families, their livelihoods and their beloved Texas. Um, no one forced them to. They did this on their own. They uh, got on private jets paid for by we don't know whom, uh, stocked up with Miller Lite and uh, headed to uh, D.C. where they're going to be honored by the rest of the, the radicals, and including the media, of course. It's a, a vacation. We don't know how long they're going to be on this vacation and be uh, honored and, and and uh, celebrated at least through august 6th because that's when the session ends so they have to be away at least that long or or texas might pass a law that's actually popular there that people want to pass that could happen imagine i I can't imagine the majority of texans have any respect for these people i'm sure they don't but it doesn't matter The, the republicans control the legislature they have the governor so they can call another special they can't win this all they can do is draw attention and I think it backfires because you draw attention to it and people go, wait a second. So the new law makes it easier to vote than the one we had two, pre-pandemic. Two years ago was more restrictive than this one that they're calling Jim Crow, that this one that causes that, that has caused them to leave the state. They, they have a problem because when you do a stunt like this, you bring attention to yourselves and to your issue. And when you bring attention to the issue, people realize how absurd it is to compare it to, to whatever, the Jim Crow or you know, Civil War or whatever, and they realize that the law does nothing to marginalize anybody. The, job, the law does nothing to suppress anyone's vote. Everyone believes that. Again, I think we should suppress more votes. I think we should have Election Day. I think people should go to the polls like they used to do. I think they shouldn't make it, uh, make it easier for apathetic, lazy people who don't even care you don't the election, election month is a good idea. I don't like election month. In fact, I think it's unconstitutional, and I can't believe we've come this. We've reached made it this easy. If we made it just a little bit more difficult, I think you should have to go to the polls. If there's a line, you should have to wait in it. You should have to care. That's my requirement. You should have to care about voting to vote. And if you don't well, care, Texas, don't vote. This has a message for people like you. Thank you very much for all that you and all of your colleagues are doing here today. We will overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome. Well, I think some of the, I think some of those uh, those freedom fighters, those heroes, need to overcome uh, uh, their 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 eating habits. You know, did you notice on the plane? I mean, they, they, there wasn't a lot of room. 
uh, for, for extras. They were they, they were taken up. Each and every one took up like a seat and a half. Uh, but I hope they are having fun singing and drinking in D.C. for a couple of weeks because uh, they have become such an object of ridicule. Everybody knows what clowns they are. It's it's embarrassing. The guy who tweeted out the picture of his salad yeah. uh, and said this is his fist meal as a fugitive. He, little typo, his fist meal. And it's a picture of like a snack bar Caesar salad and a Coke. Does that look like a – he writes delicious. Does that look delicious to you, Alice Shattuck, that, that like – Literally, it looks like a gas station salad that you got. <laughs> yeah, the Circle K. Bad. It looks pretty bad. There's not even any meat on the salad. I don't think. Where's right. the protein? I don't know. But my fist meal guy. as a fugitive and that same guy. Uh, but it's all worth it. It's worth the struggle because. Oh, good. Yeah, this is are, good. This is the tweet. What's his name? Gene Wu. Mm-hmm. And he's a uh, state rep. Mm -hmm. In Texas, he said it was wonderful to randomly run into people who recognized me and applauded what we were doing. <laughs> First of all, he's a state rep in Texas who's in D.C. in the airport. He's got a mask on and he says he's being recognized. People are acknowledging what he's doing. First of all, how could you ever recognize him? And secondly, he tweeted out a picture and he's absolutely alone he, in the airport. He's in the He's in the terminal, and there's no one within 40 feet of him. <laughs> he They're says, all just off to the sides. You just uh, barely can't see them, all yeah. the people coming up to him. For an autograph, for a photo. You think if you were going to take a picture uh, celebrating the fact that they recognize you, you might have someone else in the picture. These people are the most tone-deaf idiots. I look forward to the rest of their vacation in D.C. and their tweets. But we got to get to Fauci because I want to talk to you. Alice Shattuck, mother of four young kids, about the latest directive from the uh, from the elf on the shelf, uh, <laughs> flip flop Fauci. Um, let me do let me do Shea first, and then we're gonna get to Shea, um, we're gonna get to uh, Fauci because I can't believe is anyone left in America still listening to this person? It just amazes me, blows my mind that somebody. I mean, I realize. MSNBC and CNN are still listening, but I can't believe any mother or father or kid or whatever is still listening to this idiot. But anyway, um, I got to tell you about Shay because this is the last day of their uh, of their uh, job fairs, big job fairs. They need to hire some people. It's a and 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 I'm telling you, it's a great company, good people. It's a good job. If you have any doubts, stop by today to, at their Amesbury headquarters all day. It's already started. It goes till. 4 p.m., I believe, but stop by in your lunch hour and check out uh, their job fair. They're looking to hire like 25, at least 25 people for good, hard, uh, well-paying jobs. Uh, I guarantee you'll you'll like this place. You'll like to work for these people. It, uh, so stop by at Amesbury today and see if they have a job for you, a job that fits, a good fit for you. Um, and while you're there, check out their precast concrete steps. You know, whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values with signs for any home. Their steps are available in concrete, even customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You can see the whole operation if you stop by today for the job fair, or you can just log on to SheaConcrete.com and check out their precast concrete steps. All right. Alice Shattuck, you have a, a, a whole brood at home, and I'm not talking about uh, 
your husband. I'm talking about your 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 little ones. I'm, it amazes me that you can do this. You know, you can do this for an hour, and they're not kicking and screaming. They must be well behaved children. They must be little angels. Well, my ten year old's yeah. really good. She's in charge. She's ten year old's in charge. We've gone over this. You give her ten bucks to keep the other kids in line. I think along with the ten bucks, you give her like a horse whip too, right? Then a taser. You give her a taser and ten bucks. She keeps those other kids in line every time. It's amazing. And uh, she's the and, cop. She almost called the police on us for our fireworks on the Fourth of July. I can wow! Fireworks. Um, did you set anything on fire? Did anything catch on fire? Anyone no. blow off a finger? No, we we all survived. Um, yeah. So your ten-year-old watches the kids, but they're you know eventually soon, sooner or later, uh, they're going to be going back to school. And I. When I hear Fauci, I can laugh at him. He is a clown to me. He is uh, the fact that he still goes on TV every day. He's just this megalomaniac who does never, who never wants the obviously the COVID. He never wants COVID to end because it is, it is everything he's dreamed of. He's a celebrity. He gets to go on TV with his friend Anderson and and Chris and Don and Joy and and. And and John Berman and the, you know the blonde woman in the morning on CNN every damn day he gets to go on talk to his friends I'm sure sometimes on the weekends when he's out having dinner in Georgetown he gets to see some of his friends in the in the media he'll he'll you know probably get invited to their Christmas oh their holiday parties you know he'll probably uh, remain one of the beautiful people for the rest of his his life he's 80, 80 years old now. I don't know how much longer it'll be along, but he will rage against the dying of the light. And by that, I mean the TV lights, the Kling lights. He will rage against anyone who, who wants to move on from this pandemic and, and, and just move on with their lives. That's the last thing he wants. Now, most people, normal people, reasonable people have moved on. They don't listen to him. They don't watch him. They don't care what he says. They're, they're done with COVID. They have their vaccines or they already have COVID and they've recovered, obviously, all old people, vulnerable, oh no, oh, most old vulnerable people, most obese people have been vaccinated. They don't have to worry anymore. So what they do is say, how can we scare them today? That's what they do at the NIH and the CDC when they wake up in the morning. That's what Fauci does before he sits down to talk to Scar Joe Scarborough and Mika. He says, how can I scare them today? And I don't even think he's really subtle anymore. He just comes out and says, as he did yesterday, put masks on your three-year-olds. Now, six months ago, when the pandemic was raging, or eight or ten or months ago, or a year ago, he didn't say something this stupid. He stuck to whatever the talking points and talked about, uh, you know, protecting people and not and wearing your mask and not and keeping social distance and all that. He didn't uh, advocate child abuse, but now he does. This is how nuts and how how uh, uh, crazy he's become. He advocates for child abuse. Putting a mask on a three-year-old is child abuse. It is it is making your child uncomfortable, perhaps unhealthy. It is making it is messing with their minds. They start thinking there's scary viruses around the corner that are going to attack them and kill them. That's what he wants. He wants them to abuse. That's what he wants you to do, Alice Shattuck. Abuse your children, including a three-year-old. He says this without. Uh, chuckling or laughing or even saying, you know, you know, you could do it if you want. You can't be too careful. He flat out says that you really should, you really must wrap this stupid piece of cloth around your child at the age of three. Now, we all know 
that's absurd. If your kid even gets COVID and, and a three-year-old won't even know it. I mean, well, I think I read one statistic that's like a kid is essentially at as much risk from COVID as a vaccinated adult is, which is almost none. You know, and, telling us over and over, like, oh, well, more than 99% of the people who are dying of COVID now are unvaccinated. Like, okay, great. So, like, if you're vaccinated, you're pretty much fine. Go about your business and don't worry about other people's kids. I, 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 I need to, I mean, I'm, we've done this for a year and a half and I still don't understand it. I still don't understand it. I had an exchange with a friend of mine on Twitter and he's a big a pro-vaccine guy and all that. And I still don't understand. He was upset that in, in Mississippi, only 35% of adults have uh, been vaccinated. And, you know, he's blaming, obviously, Fox News. I saw Dick Durbin did it on the House floor. Uh, uh, the Senate floor did the uh, blaming. Uh, he said, Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham. Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham are at fault. So you're telling me Mississippi, where I'm going to guess the majority of the people holding out are, are black and they don't mm -hmm. trust the government for you. You're going to blame Laura Ingram or as he said, Ingraham because some, whatever, some adult, some 25 year old black guy in Mississippi says, I'm good. I don't want the shot. That's Laura Ingram's fault or Tucker Carlson's fault. It's such an, such a leap and such a, 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 a lie, but, yeah, well, maybe they also shouldn't have spent the whole election season telling everybody that the vaccine wasn't trustworthy because Trump made it and he rushed it and we couldn't take it and we all had to be afraid of the vaccine coming out too early. Maybe they shouldn't have spent the last few months of 2020 telling everybody that if they feel so strongly about it. Maybe they should have set their hatred of Trump aside for a second and thought about public health for a minute if they were so when, worried when you think can you name any elected officials and, and, you know, God knows we're trying to hold people in power, whether it's in the media or public officials, hold them responsible if they spread anti-vax messages like Laura Ingram on, and Tucker Carlson, according to Dick Durbin. Or if it's a, uh, uh, you know, a, a media person or a elected official who is spreading doubt about the effectiveness or the safety uh, of vaccines. I watch Tucker every night. I watch Laura a lot. They're not doing that. They're asking questions. And the biggest question, the most obvious question is, and I'll ask this every day and I'll never get a friggin' answer. If you're vaccinated, why do you care if I'm vaccinated? If you're vaccinated, your family's vaccinated, why does it matter to you if some kid in, my, in, in Mississippi gets vaccinated? Why? I mean, do you not trust the vaccine? It's like I say all the time that if I see someone with a mask out at a, whatever outside and I still see them in Boston, I'm so tempted to say you should get vaccinated. And then when they say, oh, I did, you'd say then why are you wearing, why are you wearing a mask, you idiot? I mean, which is it? Do you trust the vaccine or not? It just amazes me. I, this argument doesn't work to say, you know, we have to get to 70%. Why? Why do you care if we get to 70%? If you're vaccinated, your family's vaccinated, you're good. And by the way, they want people who've had COVID, even though their immunity is stronger than the immunity you get from the vaccine. They want them to get vaccinated, which is insane, but whatever. It's this obsession with people, you know, mostly Democrats, mostly, you know, these these big government people they want to literally go door to door 
and force people to get vaccinated against their will, even though it doesn't affect them at all. Anyway, I got to get back to Fauci yesterday because I can't believe he still says this. And I want to hear from you, Alice, mother of four young kids, in what you think when this, you know, trusted public official, which he used to be, believe it or not, a year ago, people actually listened to him, telling you to wrap your wrap your kid's face in a mask at the age of three. Let's hear from uh, the, let's hear from uh, Here's the, the, uh, ga- the garden gnome, Dr. Fauci. The children who are not able to get vaccinated because of their age should follow, their parents should follow with them, the guidelines of the CDC that unvaccinated children of a certain age greater than two years old should be wearing masks. No doubt about that. That's the way to protect them from getting infected, because if they do, they can then spread the infection to someone else. That's amazing. It's amazing to me. This man is telling you to mask up your three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, which means that's going to be the rule in school in the fall because, you know, he's he's in lockstep with the teachers union and all that. I mean, California already came out. Even if your kid is vaccinated, they still have to wear a mask at school in the fall. They're going to reevaluate in November. That's when they'll decide maybe maybe they'll let the vaccinated kids take the mask off. But it's wild. And like they're around here. There are people that really do this because I'm in like mom Facebook groups and everything. And, you know, people will post like, oh, does the daycare require masks on the kids? And a bunch of moms will all reply to show us all how great they are. They'll all go, oh, yeah, my four year old has she wears it every day from 8 a.m. until when I pick her up at five Monday through Friday. And, you know, she just forgets to take it off. They're just used to it. They love it now. They think the masks are great. Oh, yeah, they, they like it. It's amazing that you will do this to your child on the advice or the, the direction of this old fool, this, this little, this little power drunk tyrant telling you to wrap your kid's face. Even again, if your kid have COVID, kid has COVID, they won't even know it. If the kid gets COVID, they'll get it. They'll be done with it. They'll have the immunity. They won't even know it. The damage and we've been saying it for a year and a half. I can't imagine the damage you're doing to a three or four or five year old when the message is put this thing around your mouth because right uh, out there is the boogeyman, the scary little virus that might swoop down, get in your mouth, go in your lungs and kill you. People are telling their children that. Or worse, they tell their kids that their kid is going to kill them. I know parents that have done this too. Like, oh, we saw unmasked people today and my child was terrified that they were going to catch the disease and kill me. (laughs) It's not fair that people make my kid feel this way. I'm like, you made your kid feel that way. Who was telling their own kid that you're going to kill you me. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill me. Your mom, you're going to kill I me. I will tell you who, Alice. That is a really bad parent. Really bad people. Bad people, bad parents. You know why? Because you're exactly right. They're doing it for themselves. They somehow want to make themselves feel better. So they do this, take this uh, step with their own children, which is affecting them physically. You know, they're breathing in their own noxious fumes. They're there was just a new study. The carbon dioxide concentrations right. in there are so high. And we were just, we were at the pediatrician's office yesterday with the kids. And the pediatrician was saying, and she's like totally a rule follower, believes everything that the CDC puts out. And she was like, I don't understand why in the pediatrician's office where all of us, every staff member, every doctor, we're all vaccinated I don't understand why we're still wearing masks because we're scaring the little kids. I have right. kids that I've had that have been my patient for a year and don't even know what my face looks like. 
How can I develop a relationship with them? She's so right. You're scaring children. And why are you doing it? To make you feel better. It's it, That's not how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to be looking out for your children. You're supposed to be sacrificing for them if you're a good parent. You're not supposed to say, uh, I'm going to, this is going to affect my kid, hurt my kid emotionally, mentally, physically, but it's going to make me feel better. That's a bad parent, a bad person, a bad grown up. If they are forcing children to do something, unhealthy something detrimental to their health to make you feel better that's that's not how it's supposed to work you're supposed to do things for them they're not supposed to do things for you and the idea that we're going to still do this after everyone's who wants a vaccine got a vaccine he just said you have to wrap masks around the face of kids who are too young to get vaccinated well you know what how about we just forget it then they're too young to get vaccinated just let them live if they get the disease they won't even know it and you won't get it because you're vaccinated. God, it's just maddening. They don't have an answer for that. When you say, why the hell do you care if some guy, again, in Mississippi or some three-year-old down the street doesn't wear a mask or doesn't get vaccinated, why do you care if you're already protected? They can't answer that. They, I think the answer is obvious is because they must keep the panic going. We must keep the crisis, you know. Don't let this crisis go to waste. It's, it's you know, a year and a half to elect, invite Fauci election. on TV. Who's going to invite Fauci on TV if, if this ends? He's not going to get any of these speaking dates it's, anymore. It's, it's a good question. I mean, he, he's, I guess he'll, he'll be a go-to guy for MSNBC and CNN forever. Because when they start feeling like people are going back to their lives and feeling better about, you know, the, the, the country, they're going to say, uh-oh. We need fear. We need fear. We need panic porn. Get him back on the line. Okay, Dr. Fauci, tell us. You scare us again. Scare us again, you you little elf on the shelf. And then he'll say, you know, we need to, you know, mask pe- babies in the womb. Or people, you should wear masks in the shower. Or you should vaccinate your cat. I mean, he's never going to run out of panic porn. That's his job. That's what he loves. That's his, his purpose in life. And I, I, I look at guys like him and say... <clears throat> You have kids. He has kids. I forget, like three daughters. You have grandkids. Isn't there maybe, a, I don't know, a Little League game today? Isn't there you know, a dance recital that you're missing? Because you're serving no purpose here other than to feed your own outsized ego. Can you just go take your kid, grandkid fishing? I say, I think that about Mitt Romney all the time to, you know, a little quick uh, digression. <clears throat> Do you know how many grandkids Mitt Romney has, Alice? I don't know, like 40 or something. He has 25 grandchildren. He has five kids and they're all, you know, good Mormons and they're all procreating. And that's all well and good. You know, go nuts. You know, 25 grandkids, which to me means every day that he's up on Capitol Hill, you know, uh, again, feeding his own ego and, you know, uh, uh, meeting with uh, Lynn Cheney and the rest of the, the you know, the never Trumpers and going on uh, MNSP and going on whatever with G- George Stephanopoulos or Chuck Todd, you know, just because he's so needy. Every day he's missing something. One of his grandkids is doing some game, some dance recital, some, you know, fishing trip. Hell, just, you know, playing catch in the yard with one of his grandkids. He's missing that. So that he can, you know, meet uh, uh, some some Maggie Haberman for lunch, you know, in, in Georgetown somewhere. That's a, a person whose priorities are all out of whack. Same with Fauci. Fauci thinks he's God. He thinks he's irreplaceable. He needs to be there. He he, he 
ignores his family's grandkids when some any other quack doctor could go on there and say yeah mask up your pets everybody we're all gonna die we don't need him to do that someone else could do that but he has to be there because he's such an egomaniac when are people going to recognize i guess again cnn msnbc they want to keep the fear going because that's a strategy for 2022 and he's the best guy to do it he's the best guy to scare everyone into thinking we need you know big daddy government including big you know big joe biden and big kamala harris to protect me from the scary virus and uh we don't want to go back to those days of of donald trump so they need to keep this going he's there he's a, you know, basically a campaign operative for the 2022 midterm so that he's not they're not done with that useful idiot yet he's going to be mm-hmm. part of our lives for another year and but a half the delta plus double super right. now so. right that var- that delta variant's coming now excuse me uh dr fauci how deadly is the delta variant uh well it's not deadly at all it doesn't kill you know vaccinated people at all so uh but it sounds scary though the delta variant's coming Anyway, um, that we've we've uh, established that Alice Shattuck and Tom Shattuck are bad parents because their three-year-old right now is watching cartoons without a mask on. <laughs> his name Cyril. Yes. Like Cyrano de Bergerac, like. Cyril? Uh, I don't know. It's a saint's name. That's <laughs> where a I saint. got it. <laughs> I don't know. It's more common in England, though. Yeah, there's a saint. Hey, that sounds like a like an interesting name, an interesting name. I know all your kids have interesting names, and obviously they're well-behaved because they never kick the door in and disturb you or your husband when you're at work. But uh, anyway, enough on uh, Flip-Flop Fauci and the Texas Democrats. We'll be, fo- we'll be following their sacrifice, their heroics over the next few weeks. And you know what they're going to do? They're just going to go to lunches and parties and, and mm-hmm. receptions, and they're going to drink more beer and do more TV with the vice president. They're so oppressed. Right. That's right. They're meeting meeting with the vice president, these little low level, you know, state reps from, you know, from, uh, whatever El Paso or get going to going to some expensive lunch with it in DC with the VP. And they want us to think, Oh, they're sacrificing for our great nation. And then they put the donation link right under there. That's right their selfies of them sacrificing in their private chartered jet with their Miller Lite cases. Well, I would tell uh, all our listeners uh, who won the MLB All-Star game, but I didn't watch, Alice. I stuck to my guns. The game belonged in Atlanta. I hope that lawsuit, I don't even know if it's still alive, I hope the lawsuit that they filed against MLB for on behalf of all the black-owned businesses in Atlanta that got screwed out of $100 million and 8,000 hotel rooms I hope they are successful. That's who I'm rooting for in this sporting event. I'm rooting for the people who are suing MLB. The game shouldn't have been in Denver. It was outrageous what they did. It was it was gutless. It was cowardly. Rob Manford, you are a coward. Uh, I guess I don't even know who won. I flipped by it once or twice, you know, kind of by mistake, but I did not uh, pay much attention. And uh, but I can and, tell you, uh, I'm getting excited to watch USA basketball in the Olympics. <laughs> they they won. They, <laughs> they they stopped the bleeding. I think they beat uh, I don't know who it was Argentina last night or yesterday. So uh, they uh, they lost two exhibitions in a row. They're heading to Tokyo. I guess you know they're they'll they're vulnerable. It's not going to be like a cakewalk. So that'll be worth watching. But where are what are we one week away? Yes, uh, uh, nine days away from the start 
of the most lifeless Olympic Games. No fans, no Shakari Richardson, not much media, but, uh, you know, Jessica Springsteen will be there with her show horse, as will uh, Gwen Berry, who will be who will finish way, way out of the money in the hammer throw and not even be... Uh, not even be mentioned in any of the rundowns, which is good. Screw her. But And you know what? There'll be other people who will like Gwen Berry, who will take a knee or will speak out and hold up a BLM thing. There'll be some of that, which will be, which will be okay because it'll make the – that'll probably bring more attention to the Olympics. Without that, I'm not sure they're going to get too many viewers. But uh, we will keep an eye on that, keep track of that, and uh, keep you updated. But uh, – we shall leave it there. Anything else, Alex? I, Alice, I haven't heard uh, a word out of your uh, out of your brood or out of the dogs or the chickens or the goats. Or the... I'll go find out what who's bleeding or whatever yes. down there in a few minutes. But uh, and, yeah. uh, if they don't have their masks on, you have my permission to spank them to to uh, <laughs> uh, uh, use a little capital punishment. But uh, I mean, uh, corporal punishment. Sorry, not capital. Corporal punishment. But uh, we won't go that far over masks yet. Now, if your kids don't have masks on, I'm just going to say that's the worst thing I've seen since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. That is that is the truth. Uh, but uh, get to it. You know what? <laughs> just just tell them they have to wear the mask for the rest of their lives just to be safe. They never can take them off. They need to shower in them. They need to uh, swim in them. They need to sleep in them. That's what Dr. Fauci would like. That's the safe route. So keep them keep them kids masked up. All right, Alice, thank you very much for once again stepping in and doing a fine job. And thanks to Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU and everybody for listening and for watching and for commenting. A lot of comments. I didn't get the chance to read many of them. Any good ones, Alice? Um, a lot of people agree about the masks. Don't mask the kids. A lot of people are sick of flip-flop Fauci, like me. You see him on TV. Don't you just cringe and say, enough of you? I mean, at some point you say, enough, I'm so tired of you. Can you go away now? It's like, uh, you know, watching, I don't know, watching Flow, you know, in the commercial for whatever insurance, and you go, okay, I've had enough Flow. Can I go and move on to something else? I, 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 nothing against Flow. She's probably a very nice person, but just a well, little. It turns out that the Texas Democrats were sacrificing for our democracy because, uh, Drinking Miller Lights is a sacrifice. <laughs> it was kind of odd. They got a case of beer, Miller Light, which isn't even on ice, like a warm case of Miller Light. I don't know. When I, I've been on private jets before, and, uh, you know, you kind of go high-end because they, uh, they have pretty good accommodations when you go on a private jet. It's fun. It's like you feel like you're beating the system and you're doing something that you may never get to do again. And right. these people, I mean, they'll get to do it again because they'll get to fly home in a couple of weeks when they get arrested, which will be fun. What are they going to do when they get arrested? They're going to have to go to jail and bail out. Yeah, and they the, just take them to the to you know state the house? House of representatives so that they have to do their job. It's just basically uh, a law that it's like you can't like stop the state legislature by running away. You have to show up. So they do a call of the house, is what it's called, and then that's like. We don't have quorum. Everybody who can needs to show up now. And right. And then if they'll don't, they can arrest you. Then they'll, they'll go there. vote. Then they'll go vote. They'll lose. They'll pass this law that says you have to show an ID and you only get uh, 15 days of early voting, which clearly, clearly is worse than uh, Pearl Harbor. Dennis worse says their beer choices are the same as their singing. For, their beer choices are the same as their singing. <laughs> it's worse. I'm just going to say it. This new voter ID law in Texas is worse than the Holocaust. It's worse than the Holocaust. 
It's worse than World War II, World War One. It's worse than the Revolutionary War. It's worse than the Black Plague. It's the worst thing to ever happen to humankind. And that's not hyperbole. Right? Not hyperbole. But we will leave it there. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week, as long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on. But that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Headlines and hot takes, they have their place. But at our podcast, ESPN Daily. We don't just skim the surface of sports. Dude, I mean, this clearly transcends blood feuds, <laughs> rivalries, sports. This is something far, far deeper than that. I'm your host, Pablo Torre. And every day, we try to dive into the stories behind the athletes. The picture of him in the dugout afterwards just looked like a guy who'd had his heart ripped out. Listen to ESPN Daily wherever you get your podcasts. There's something I've always wanted to tell you, Priscilla. Greg? Oh, sorry. From the moment I first saw you. I'm just really hungry. Some things never change. Like somebody opening a bag of chips during your favorite movie. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Greg, do you mind? I've waited years to say this to you. Greg! Hey, honey, you want some? There's sour cream and onion. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.